Hi, it's Larry Herb, Xbox's Major Nelson. Welcome to the official Xbox podcast. You're here. You're having fun. We're going to talk about games, give you some news for... Uh, hold on a minute here. Where's Rebecca? Oh, I thought we oh, were hi, stopping. <laughs> last hi. week, Last week, it was Rebecca and I in the studio. Uh, this week, it's you and I back in our homes, and Rebecca's not here. So she, unfortunately... Here's the thing. Yes. We, we, me and Rebecca are just not on speaking terms right now. We cannot both be on the show at the same time. It's just completely unacceptable. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I did get we did get a message from her this morning. She's feeling a little bit under the weather, so I said, "Don't worry about it." You know, we don't want to. We don't if we can't bring our best selves to the show. We can't. can't do the we show. don't show at all. There is no yeah. show. Although I, last, I, although so last week. I have to talk to you a little bit because yeah. uh, a lot of folks, they, you know, in the thumbnail, I was holding you. If you notice the thumbnail, I was holding you up in last week's show because I wanted you to be part of the show. And everyone was, you know, you were drinking, to- look like Topo Chico in the desert. Can you tell us where you were and what you were doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I went uh, to where the Topo Chico comes from. Um, not exactly, but I was in, um, I was in Mexico. Uh, as you know, we've got a game coming out. Today, uh, Forza Horizon 4, which takes place, five, five, yeah. Forza Horizon 5, which takes place in the beautiful country of Mexico. And I was in a very interesting uh, part. Um, this is the picture I was you, showing last week. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it was interesting because it was like, it looked deserty, but those mountains were covered in trees. And so I think the almost the, the, the breadth of biomes that you will see in Forza Horizon 5, it, it's real. It's great. Yeah. So, um, We've been doing a series of um, in support of our our big games that are hitting uh, Xbox Game Pass, like Back for Blood and Age of Empires Four and Forza and Halo. We're we're doing these cool like PC builds uh, with creators. Um, uh, in, in this case, Austin Evans. Oh, um, Austin! He's, I, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good you, friend of the show and good friend of Xbox. Yeah, he was the first person to really, uh, you know, hold the the Xbox Series X and sort of do that teardown back, um, you know, like oh my god, early early twenty twenty. We if, if I remember correctly, Jeff, isn't he the one that finally revealed to everybody, even though we, you and I knew it, that the top wasn't lit? Like, remember, everybody yes. thought with the green in it that yeah. it was the Xbox Series yeah. X that was like light, and it wasn't. It was just kind of a design in there. Yeah, he had that first look, uh, you know, with with all the different parts and everything back in uh, March, I want to say, of 2020. Uh, so um, anyway, I was out there with him um, because uh, putting sort of the finishing touches on a really cool gaming PC uh, for Forza. Uh, of course, Forza Horizon 5 is, is day and date on console and on PC and yeah. both through Xbox Game Pass. And uh, he outdid himself uh, him and his team with a really cool build and so we were just doing the finishing touches there and uh and so i was out there for a couple of days had a heck of a time getting home uh because um you know travel uh, i'm out of practice larry and, and maybe the airlines are too because they canceled all my flights but you, you look, uh, you, look back pretty, you look pretty you look pretty relaxed there you look good back out in the uh, out in the I, desert it was it was it was like 81 degrees. <laughs> I'm drinking an ice cold Topo Chico. Uh, there was no complaints. There was no complaints at all. My only thing that really did hurt me is, I don't want to say it was my idea, but I, I sort of was pushing you to do it in in-person show with, with Rebecca. I haven't, yeah. seen, I haven't <laughs> seen Rebecca since December of, uh, since the Christmas party, I think in 2020 right. uh, or 2019. And um, 
And then when we found out this is the day it was going to happen, I was going to miss it. Like there was, I never hesitated. Of course, I'm, I'm going to be going to to Mexico with Austin Evans, but um, I did feel a little bit bad that well, we three uh, under the I bus wasn't last able week. to be there because it was. Yeah, it I, was, it, I listened. It was a good show. Y'all looked great. You sounded great. We have to do it again. Yeah. Um, if anything, because if we schedule another one, it might mean I'm going to another sunny locale. And uh, so win-win really for me is. It was. Is were you up? Were you up? Was there? Were you at altitude or were you up very high? Yeah. I, mean, I know you're in the mountains. Yeah, we were at, at shot. It was over five thousand uh, feet of of altitude. Did you have so any problems? Size danger. No, I, I I didn't have any issues. Um, which is weird because I'm asthmatic and my breathing is something that I always have to think about. But at elevation, it's it's never really because it, to it impacted me. me. If you remember when we went to Mexico for XO a few years ago, maybe it was yeah. before went somewhere else. Um, and I had a, I, I, yeah I had a lot of problems. I, I think it was Mexico City. You were you were not feeling great. I, I it wasn't like it wasn't the breathing. Higher. It was just like I was completely off and I couldn't I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep and I I just there's nothing worse than anyway whatever. But it was yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So let's you know, if we do a show in like Bolivia or something, where I think average altitude is like ten thousand feet or something, uh, we'll we'll make sure to you know get you some Dramamine or something. But um, I missed you, but it's good to be back. And yeah. now I I now I'll just miss Rebecca. It's good to have you back. We, you know, we talked about Forza Horizon. We're going to have an interview later on for that show. I hope I do. Um, I want to be imperfect. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, because normally by the time we record the main show, this part, mm-hmm. all the interviews are done and we, we get, they're in the can, as we say. Uh, that one's not done. So if, if, if I talk about it and it doesn't appear, it's because for some, there was, a, there was a reason, scheduling or what have you. But hopefully we'll have that on later in the show. Also, Emma Bridal is going to stop by. Emma uh, is oh, the yes. director of voice for, for, um, for Age of Empires. And I know you've been playing a lot of Age of Empires, haven't you? <laughs> Tell us about I, that. I am completely completely sucked into it. I, I feel like um, you know, tend to play a lot of really like action heavy games and shooters and stuff like that. But every every few years, I back in the day, I remember when Age Two came out. Um, and I think I was I was maybe in college back then, and I went to go. And I was like, I don't know, it just seemed really interesting to me. I love history, and I remember at the time there was like a expansion, like super deluxe version of age one, age two was 50 bucks or whatever. And right. there was like a really fancy version of age one for like $10. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get that one. And I, I got very into the original age of empires. I played a little bit of two. Um, Always the but, price conscious uh, consumer. <laughs> I mean, I'm, no, every, no one has unlimited time or money, and, and especially you know in college. So uh, I got very into it. I love the campaigns and played through all those. That was like maybe one of the heydays of RTSs when you had Red Alert and Command and Conquer and all those right. games and uh, original like like Warcraft one and two before World of Warcraft. And so I, I very much liked those. And then I kind of got out of it. I played a little bit of Halo Wars. Those were good games. But yeah. H four is very good. The campaign is phenomenally well done, and. What's really cool, and I think I've, I've been seeing other people, you know, quote this w- as well as watching like game ranks, uh, you know, before you buy. Big fan of Jake Baldino. I watch all of his and his videos, and he really gives you a good idea of what to expect from a game. And he called it out the after each level in the campaign. I'm not even touching multiplayer; I'll get crushed. But the campaign, there's a lot of levels. I, yeah. I, I, there's ten in the first act, which is I'm on like eight or nine right now. In between each each mission there's like a really really well produced um video where um at least this first one uh, it's taking place in england primarily and 
they're showing like real life right now shot with, you know, drones and everything, you know, Dover castle and stuff like that. But then they superimposed what the battle would have looked like around it and where the, the, hands the soldiers on would have been masked. It's really, it's like, it, it makes it come to life. Oh, this field now in the middle of, you know, York, England, this is where that battle happened. It's amazing how well some of this stuff is preserved. Like, Dover Castle was built a thousand years ago and you can still go there. And I, and I, I did visit it um, on one trip and to be able to do a, a game battle in it, just super fun. Yeah. And, uh, I, and so my advice to you is if you're not sure, but you kind of like history, turn the difficulty down. I'm playing out of like the six difficulty levels. I'm playing on like number two, I want to say. And I'm enjoying myself. I'm just really just- So it's more of a scrimmage as opposed to a battle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're not throwing everything that they have at me. I've been watching some like more advanced people like Lyric. I was also down in LA. We did something really cool with Lyric, who's a very well-known right. um, uh, variety creator, and he's he's been into age. And uh, we did a stream with him, and watching him go like he's like next level. But then even he cites other creators who are like even more like you know. So if, if he's like a general, they're like the you know the admirals or the yeah. whatever's ahead of a general. And uh, I'm down here, you know, I'm a, I'm a pikeman and trying to do my best here. But um, again, really fun game. Check it out. Tell on Game Pass. Emma's uh, going to talk PC. about it later on. She's going to talk about, uh, yeah. like Jeff just talked about, hands-on history. In fact, Emma talks about how she she learned, she grew up in a small town in, in England, and, and she learned about something that had happened there from age. So there, you're, you're, oh, you're so spot cool. on. You're spot on with yeah. that, Jeff. So we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll do that interview. Of course, we'll talk... Well, hopefully we'll have a conversation with Mike Brown from about Forza Horizon, which, as you said, is early access this week. It's launching like right now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's available now. Um, if you've got like the, the, you know, the deluxe version of the game, uh, if you're waiting to play through Xbox Game Pass on console or PC, available on Monday. Phenomenal game. Or you can upgrade you- if you're on Game Pass, you can actually upgrade to one of the higher SKUs and get instant access. That's a great, a great addition. So uh, really, uh, one of the people uh, who we were working with when we were in Mexico, we were playing the game and he was like, this reminds me of driving in Mexico. It's really, uh, right. you get a feel for it. And we were outside of the city and we were uh, out there. And, and now that I'm back home playing uh, Forza Horizon, it's really cool to like see, oh, okay, I, I, I see where that's coming from. That's really, that's just really fun. It's a playground's so talented and uh everything from like the visuals which are of course stunning it's fun uh the soundtrack is excellent um and just the, the levels of different tuning and, and stuff the cars i've oh, really been yeah. messing with that yeah yeah so um yeah just it, it, it's great and i think i think millions of people are gonna love it you're playing uh, you're playing age uh we're gonna play forza this weekend we've been playing a little bit of it because we had early access uh, but we also we also jump back in because of the interview I did last week into Apex Legends. So that's what got me hyped up is, is listening uh, like on the flight back. I was listening to the show, yeah. having a little bit of FOMO for not being part of it, and and listening to your interview on Apex. And you know what got me back out? And I got was I mean it's definitely my most played game of like the Xbox One generation, but kind of faded a little bit uh, over the past two seasons. But they brought the triple take back. I love my TT. I, I, it's my crutch. I love that, that weapon. And then also um, the car, which you had mentioned, yep. uh, which came from uh, Titanfall, which was always just a really fun weapon to use. So we, last night we tee it up. We're like, we jump in you, me and my daughter. What happens Larry? 
Well, we we jumped in. We we on the brand new map, by the way. They've got the new map. Uh, we did. And yep. You and I were not even playing with the new hero. Your daughter wasn't the new hero. I was the new hero. Um, and uh, it, you weren't the new hero. And we we dropped in, center the new map, and I'm like, let's go north because I, you know, I remember interviewing when I during the interview, he was talking about how everything flows down. And certainly, you don't know where the circle's going to go. But we we had the luck of the yep. circle last night, right? Uh, yeah, so we, we landed we, and it was just the edge and we had a lot of time to sort of, um, and I'm like, Hey, uh, let's, let's go up North. Cause I don't think anybody, la- cause I was watching where everybody landed behind us, you know, down low, mm-hmm. we went up North and we kind of, we got really well kitted out and just kind of had a couple of, uh, we, you know, man cannon back down and we had a couple of altercations, um, and then ended up on the high ground and we kind of did well. In fact, to the point of that, yeah. we, 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 there were three teams left us, two other teams, but we had early intelligence due to your great eyes, or maybe it was your daughter, that there's a there was a team coming in behind us, but it was only a team of one. Yeah, so that was her. That was her. You you and I, you know, we took out the team of three, and then it was really us three v one. So it was really we just as usual we over strategized. Like you go here, here, and it just it was just unfortunate because yeah, we have blown those situations before. Yeah. We have yeah. absolutely been like we got it, and then we just get reckless and do it. Um, and we we had our full strategy. No one even got knocked. One game. One win, perfect season. Good night, everybody. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, so I think we'll be going back. It it was really fun. The new map is cool. I think what's really interesting, and and they talked about it last week, is I think they want to reduce the amount of like third parties. And there's nothing worse than like you just clean up, you beat a, you 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 know take out another squad. You're resing and everything and then immediately someone else jumps on you and you're like oh, i didn't have a chance there yeah and the but fact we've, that we've, we've been of, we've been that third party oh, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you give and you get for sure but it's interesting the way the map is done like once because where we landed high ground we chased off another team and yeah. they took the man cannon and they went and we knew it was very unlikely they were going to be coming back in you know like once they were gone they were kind of gone yep and um just because of the way that there's the the unidirection uh of the the man cannon and then what was funny is they were waiting at the bottom for us and we but, managed but, to well to what happened was you and your daughter went ahead and i was because i had kind of went over on another part of the map and i was like yeah. run, rushing to catch up with you because the circle was closing and you two landed and started the battle and i think they just thought it was you two and then i kind of dropped in there and said <laughs> okay here we go and took, took care of some business. And, and, and that's how you get three kills with 200 damage or whatever you landed. So uh, good good job. Good job. It was a, it was a team effort. Uh, we have to do it again. I think we, you hate to say you peaked in the very first game of the season, but uh, <laughs> the first there minutes. is nowhere to go but down right now. Uh, anyway, Apex Legends, always, always a good time in there. So, hey, we should stop down and do the interviews. Should we do that? Let's do it. Okay, well, let's let's stop and do that. We'll talk about we'll talk about Age of Empires, which we just did, Forza Horizon, and we'll get you all caught up there. Hey, Emma, it's great to see you. Hi, lovely to see you too. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's 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 so good to see you. And you know, you and I have worked together for quite some time. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. you are here <laughs> to talk about Age of Empires, which released last week on PC. Exciting for World's Edge Studio, isn't it? Oh my goodness, so exciting! It's it's you know a project of of so much love and dedication, and it's so exciting to see it out in players' hands and for people to be enjoying it. You know, I, I was I was going scrolling through my Twitter feed, and you know, people are excited about Age of Empires on PC. Mm-hmm. It's part of PC Game Pass, and they're excited for that. But I also realized that you know there's there's a quite a large audience because the Xbox audience has grown oh, over yeah. the years, and certainly gaming audience has grown over the that may not be familiar with the Age of Empires franchise. Mm-hmm. So can you give us kind of like a, a primer to get us started? Absolutely. So the the first Age of Empires title 
launched in 1997, so we're having our 25th anniversary next year. Uh, some people may remember getting a demo disc for it in their cereal box back in the 90s. That's a, a big nostalgia hit for a lot of people. Um, and uh, Age of Empires is a real-time strategy uh, franchise um, based in human history. So you pick a civilization, you start with a small set of villages, and you build that small village, as you can see here, gathering sheep, gathering your resources, starting to build an economy and you grow and build an empire where you can engage in exciting battles and sort of conquer uh, conquer the lands. Uh, and so it's been going, as I said, about 24 years. Uh, the first three games were released between 1997 and 2005. And then over the last few years, we've uh, revisited those with definitive editions. Uh, and those are in uh, Game Pass if you want to go and try the original three. And so Age of Empires 4 is really a, a new chapter in this beloved franchise. And um, the games have been played all over the world by millions of people. Um, and they're really, really beloved. And because they've been going so long, uh, lots of people have a big emotional connection to them, which makes my job really, really rewarding. And so, so excited there's a new chapter. You know, as we, as we head into the 20th anniversary of Xbox, people forget that there's other parts mm -hmm. of the company that have been doing gaming for quite some time. We talk about Flight yeah. Simulator. We talk about Age of Empires. Of course, Solitaire has been around for a mm -hmm. long time. So, but, you know, you, you talked about age and it's been around for, as you said, 25 years or as mm -hmm. we like to say, quarter of a century. It makes it sound yeah. even older, right? How, how do you, you know, we talked about, you talked about you start with a you know, small civilization mm -hmm. and you grow it to be this this empire. How do you scale the gameplay so that it so that the games don't take 25 years to play, right? <laughs> um, so with, with this game, um, you know, we, we've got a great formula in Age of Empires. We know what people love. Um, and we really uh, built this one as... Um, a game that people could try for the first time. As you said, some people may never have played Age before, may never have played RTS before. And so uh, we've added a lot of features here to help get people up to speed, uh, get them some practice in, in the basic skills. Um, and so matches, uh, games can take a, a variety of times, depend uh, you know where your focuses are, but there's a whole load of stuff in Age of Empires 4 to uh, really get you up to speed. So if you're trying it for the first time, I'd recommend you try our tutorial. You can find that in the Learn tab. And if you really want to dive into some skills, we've got some challenges called Art of War um, that allow you to really build up your, your skills so that when you engage uh, in multiplayer matches, perhaps, uh, you've really had some good grounding there. Now, you said something interesting, you said multiplayer matches, because most people mm -hmm. think of age as a single player, you versus the CPU, the computer. Mm -hmm. But tell us what the multiplayer match is like. Is it 1v1? Is it 1v many? What does that look like? So you can have up to eight players in the combination that you you want. You could do 1v7 if you want. Uh, and, you know, we have some excellent players in our studio. So sometimes that's the way to go. One excellent player and seven people can take them on. Um, but, yeah, you can customize the game however you like. You can blend in AI. You can have real players. Uh, you can pick your map, your victory conditions. So you can really customize the game uh, for the way that you want to play. Um, so, uh you can build up your your metal if you want playing versus the AI in our skirmish mode, and then you can uh, progress to multiplayer where you can play with other players. And um, there's a whole host of people in that multiplayer uh, environment, so there'll be there'll be newbies all the way up to people who've been playing for some time. We we talked about the fact that you know World's Edge and you this which is the mm -hmm. internal studio here at Microsoft. You developed this yeah. with 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 Relic, which is a which is a mm -hmm. classic studio. Absolutely. 
your, your, you know, your title that I popped up there a moment ago was director of player voice. What does that mm-hmm. mean? Right? Because there's community, there's player <laughs> voice. What is what is what is your mm-hmm. what is your what does that mean to to most? Yeah, folks? so it's a bespoke title that um, sort of we put together because what I'm doing is is a little bit different. But um, basically, my job is all about our players. So we're uh, we're player focused. I look after our teams that are engaging directly with our players, building experiences for them. So I look after community, customer support, our web team. I work with what we call flighting, which is getting the game in players' hands before launch. Um, I work in historical writing and then I'm doing a bit of licensing on the side. So my entire day is consumed with what do our players want? How are we going to deliver that to them? How do we gather their feedback? What experiences can we create? So I love what I do and, um, I get to work with the best part of gaming, which is players. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of a superset of the community. You came from the community side because, you know, maybe folks don't know this. You used to work at, uh, at Rare. Yes, I was there six and a bit years. So uh, yeah, I had the honor of launching Sea of Thieves and Rare Replay. Um, and uh, that was my first industry job. Wonderful, wonderful studio. Um, yeah. So I now have two gaming families, Rare and World's Edge. Yeah, you've, you've certainly had. And it's and I just loved and, and really enjoyed seeing your career just kind of take you. off with, with all of these amazing titles. Getting back to a little bit around age, um, can mm. you tell us more about the hands-on history uh, and oh, what it does yes. for the franchise? Yeah, so Hands on History is a series of unlockable videos. Um, so you play through our campaigns. We have four campaigns with 35 missions that really look at um, stories of history. We're set in the medieval period. There's so many stories to tell. We have four campaigns, uh, the Norman campaign, the Hundred Years' War, the rise of Moscow, and the, the Mongol Empire. And as you play through these missions of the campaign, uh, you unlock these videos. Um, and Hands on History really looks at life at the time that the game is set. So obviously the game um, has a lot of military elements, but we also look at non-military life. So we look at things like, oh my goodness, how building a castle and um, how illuminated manuscripts and um, also uh, mask making. There's all sorts of things that are unlockable. And we work with this amazing partner called Lion TV in the UK. And uh, being British, you can probably tell from my accent, I grew up with the BBC. And it's basically like having a BBC or a Netflix documentary built into the game that helps bring the content that you're playing to life and gives you that extra context. So uh, as a history buff, this is one of the big, big draws for me for age four. Um, there's a video in the game about medieval surgery, which every time I watch it, I get, oh. By get the way, the those are two words you really never want to hear together, medieval and surgery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I highly recommend it as a watch, but uh, the funny story, I was shown it when I joined the team and it talks about a key battle um, in British history that took place in a small town called Shrewsbury. That's where I was born. Wow. I had no idea this had happened. And so I learned about the town I was born in and was educated in uh, from Age of Empires 4, having lived there, you know, 30 plus years, never learned this part of history. And I learned it in age four. So these these videos really just bring history to life. It's amazing. We talked about the hands-on history. So these are actual, all this research is done. And this is, this mm-hmm. is, as you said, what you learned, this is, this is real stuff. I mean, so a lot of the, oh, yeah. the gameplay and the scenarios are set up on real life scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they, they tell these, these 
wonderful stories over periods of time. You know, the Hundred Years' War, which actually was a hundred and sixteen years. Uh, it's but they just the they just rounded that. down, and it sounded yeah, easy. Yeah, hundred and sixteen <laughs> year war doesn't sound as good as a hundred year war. <laughs> no, um, but it tells the story of key battles and key moments, and obviously Joan of Arc, who uh, I've got her on my necklace because I think she's so inspiring. She comes in to play, and you can play her as a hero character, and so really you're sort of stepping into the shoes of these key moments and uh you know that the line for the game is make history your story and you're really doing that by stepping into these key moments you may have learned about in school and getting to play them and make the decisions as the leader and what are you, how are you going to approach this and these documentaries just help set the context of what was going on at the time what were the people thinking and feeling what was the political context what were the leaders in these situations having to consider um, and it's just, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in a video game. Um, and it really, really does bring it to life. I mean, I'm focusing on the gameplay here because first and foremost, I mean, mm -hmm. the game is incredibly beautiful. I mean, it's just so lovely. I to, think, yeah, to, absolutely. To, um, so much effort went into, um, I mean, you just look at the buildings, um, uh, recreating the architecture. So every civilization that you play has um, a different look to their buildings and it, it's so accurate. Um, when I play as the English, having grown up in the UK, those buildings make me feel homesick because they're so spot on. They've captured the feel um, of the region. And so there's so much attention to detail um, with RTS because you have you know, action going on all the time. Uh, we really needed to focus on things like unit readability and scaling so that at a glance, you can see what's going on uh, with your civilization, where your units are, what are they doing? Where do they need to be? So I think it's just beautiful. Um, really, really love it. Yeah. And you can see on this, in this screenshot, and if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, on the YouTube channel, you can see, I mean, this can be a little confusing to new players because they're not quite mm -hmm. sure what to do they're moving around they're zooming in they're grabbing things yeah. they're moving you know they're giving direction but that's the beauty of the tutorials you have is that you really oh, get people gosh. yeah right yeah. You get people brought in pretty yeah. simply i was replaying it uh this the, a couple of days ago and uh even the tutorial has a story you know you've got these displaced villages conquerors have come to their lands they've had to leave their village so you need to set them up with um a new location they need to build up uh, an environment they need to build an economy and so even the tutorial has a story to it but it'll teach you the basics like resource management how to age up uh, initial combat and it'll uh, teach you things like um, control groups for your units and so really really recommend uh, giving it a try and then i said as i said um moving on to the art of war missions that allow you to test specific skills. And there's a meddling system in that. So you can revisit them and, and see if you can improve. So I'm going for all the gold medals in, in all of those challenges. I also want to point out that this is, um, you know, this obviously it's on game pass for PC. So mm -hmm. if you have game pass uh, ultimate or game pass for PC, you should download it and try it out. And it's, Absolutely. it works on a variety of, of PCs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're very aware that, you know, with PC gaming, uh, we've got people playing on everything from a years old laptop, but they desperately want to play all the way through to they've just built their dream rig. Um, and it's really important as well. We have players all over the world and that speaks to um, different availability of tech, of, of components. And so we were really focused on making sure the game could be played by as many people as possible um, and they would still get a great gaming experience. So um, we have an article on Xbox Wire and ageofempires.com that talks about our min spec mode, where if, if your you know, machine is a little older or doesn't quite... Um, 
you know, have the high-end specs, you can still play um, and we still were thinking of you during the development. Um, so it was very important uh, knowing our player base and, and knowing that this might be people's first uh, foray into Age of Empires, that they'd be able to play no matter what their hardware looks like. I mean, I know that a lot of PC and game developers focus on this is our dream you know, <laughs> profile of what we want. And it's a $6,000 PC. Well, not everybody <laughs> has those. So the yeah. fact that you guys have taken some extra time to, to give everybody who has a PC or, you know, something, something that they can, they can enjoy. Right. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. And if you do have a $6,000 PC, it'll look great. Um, you can watch all the documentaries in 4k, optimize all your settings for a really great experience. But if you don't, you're still going to have a great time playing age vampires. It's still going to look good. Tell me a little bit about the community, um, the community cons console and, uh, what they, yeah. what they did with age of empires for. Yeah, well, we know that uh, working on Age of Empires is a great honor because, as I said, people have been playing it for so long and they're so connected to the game and really they've kept it going for this length of time um, that it was really important to give our players a seat at the development table and have them involved as we looked at this next chapter of the franchise. So we, we formed a community council um, back in 2017. Uh, really early on in development. And at the start, it was 11 members. We flew them out to Vancouver to visit Relic, uh, to spend time with the team, to take a look at what had been built so far. And then over the, the preceding four years, they've been hands-on with the game. So we've been delivering them builds of the game um, so they could play at home, let us know what they think, uh, give us feedback. And we've changed things in the game because of their feedback. Um, we know that with Age of Empires, not everyone plays every title, so we made sure to have players who love the original Age, Age 2, Age 3, Age of Mythology, who play competitively, who only play campaign, um, so that all their perspectives were represented, so we made sure there was something for, for every kind of Age player in this game, and they helped, and they made sure that we included naval combat, they um, helped change game systems, they helped change the look of the UI icons, they've changed the game in so many ways and, and made it better. And we're just so grateful for their time and energy over the last four years to make the game better. And uh, they are, they're playing, they're welcoming new people into the game. This is a, a wonderful community and I'm, I'm very honored to, to get to work with them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is an amazing community. I've had a chance to play a few matches and talk to folks mm -hmm. that have been playing and they're just, it's, they're a lovely group. They want to, they want to, teach folks and help tutor you oh, on yeah. how to, you know, how to get your civilization where, where you want it and what, you know, move forward. It's, it's such a, it's such a great, it's such a lovely part to, to, to see that in the community. And you must see that every day as the, the, as the director of player voice. Absolutely. And it's, it's really wonderful as well, seeing people um, stream the game for the first time. Um, we get a lot of people who say, I learned to play Age of Empires. I got better at Age of Empires through my Twitch chat. <laughs> Yeah. through streaming it and the play, uh, you know, people joining my chat, seeing that maybe my strategies aren't on point, or maybe I could optimize how I'm doing things and dropping that in the chat and coaching me. Uh, so it's a really welcoming community who uh, want to make sure that everybody has a great time playing. Age of Empires available now on uh, Game Pass, Ultimate Game Pass for PC. Mm -hmm. uh, any other final words before I let you go, Emma? Just we're really, really excited. We're already gathering feedback. Uh, this is a phenomenal game and i hope you'll play and enjoy and of course if you have any if you want to follow up what's going on there i see it right there on the screen at age of empires uh on twitter and people can find mm -hmm. you in all the regular social places. emma bridal yeah. director of player voice for uh world's edge thank you so much for your time today thank you for having me
Forza Horizon 5 is available in some parts right now. Going to be available for Xbox Game Pass, Pass members next week. Joining me now is Mike Brown, the creative director for Playground Games. Mike Brown, welcome to the show. Hey, Larry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually a, a big fan of the show. I, I listen every week. So, uh, yeah, really excited to be here. Uh, I got to tell you, um, I, you know, when I found out we were going to get you on, and I'm a big fan of Playground Games, as you know, um, and every, all the work that you all are doing out there. It's been so great to see the studio grow over the past decade and just have this tremendous success. And, I, I mean, here we are. Um, and as I said right just a moment ago, is that Forza Horizon 5, it's available now for some folks, and but it's available for all Xbox Game Pass members in just a few days depending upon when you're listening to this why don't you explain that because it's available for some folks right now right that's right yes so if you have purchased the premium edition or if you're a game pass subscriber you can purchase the premium add-ons bundle uh both of those things get you the game plus uh two expansions plus the car pass plus vip plus the welcome pack and uh they get you access to the game a little bit early so you'll be able to access from uh november 5th in your in your local time zone um and if you don't have that then it's available to game pass subscribers from the 9th which is next tuesday yeah which is which is everybody so that's great to see i want to talk a little about because as you and i record this we just uh recording this right before the show airs is that all these uh reviews have dropped and you're you're kind of there's all these like lots of accolades going on some are calling it the highest rated game of this generation and it's it's well done my friend well done to the team yeah i mean it's, it's it's always really humbling um i it's 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 as I as I came came into work and to look up to sit with the team and run through all the reviews, we're kind of each reading a different website and calling out key comments and stuff. It is just um, so rewarding after all the effort the team puts into the game to uh, to be able to just see it in the hands of in this case critics and have them let us know what they think, and then within. Well, I guess the next few hours in the hands of of players, and we will love to hear what they think as well. Um, the team has put so much so much into the game, and we, we at Playground we are we're really driven um, by our passion to make the best games, driven by quality, and we we attract people that are driven by those things to come and work here. And so it's always just so rewarding and so heartening as a team when we get to release a game, put it into the hands of uh, the press first, and then uh, the players a few days later, and just let them let them tell us what they think. Mike, tell us a little bit about your history because you've got a you've got an interesting history coming to Playground Games and working on the Forza series. Tell us about your background before we get into the game. Sure. Yeah. So um, I started my career at Evolution Studios, uh, which was a Sony first party studio. Uh, I worked on the MotorStorm series, uh, so MotorStorm One, Two, Three, um, even Arctic Edge and MotorStorm RC. Um, uh, in a well, started in a QA position, then moved into game design. Uh, I also worked on Drive Club, um, which was a PS4. Uh, well, supposed to be a PS4 launch title, actually got delayed. Um, and then before that came out, um, as it got delayed, actually, as it happens, I, I switched, switched, switched sides and uh, joined Playground Games, um, just as Forza Horizon 2 was entering production. Right. And then I worked as a designer on Horizon 2, um, then Horizon 3. I was principal game designer on Horizon 4, uh, and then... Uh, I'm creative director on Horizon 5. This is my first time out as creative director. Look at you. The trajectory is is amazing. I mean, it's but it but it's but your history has been with games, you know, driving games. Um what what mm-hmm. what brings you and what what attracts you to work on the driving games? Because there's so many different types of genres out there, but you've you've spent your life on driving games. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean I am a I am a big car fan just generally. So there's the, there's that element to it. I I do think there is something about um, 
driving games that attracts people that really like to play around at the edges of uh, the very the very cutting edge of, of technology and design. I think that's it's one of those curious things that whenever a new console comes out, there's there's usually uh, a really stunning, beautiful uh, driving game to yeah. to kind of showcase it. I think Motorstorm was was one of those. When, yep. when PS3 came out, I thought to Motorsport Five looked amazing. Uh, when the Xbox One came out. Um, Horizon 5 looks looks really, really good on the Xbox Series X and S. And I think there's a reason for that. And I think it's... Um, when you're making car games, you have really close proximity to the, to the car industry. And there's something about people who work in the car industry and people who work in games, which is kind of similar, in that they, they're both pushing... Uh, at the very edges of engineering, of design, of technology. Um, they're always striving to to create the best and make the best and make the best looking thing and make the yeah. best performing thing. And I think there's just a really similar uh, psychology between people in the car world and then people like myself in the, in the video games world. And I think that that mentality perhaps attracts to that particular type of game. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because you're right. I mean, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people have driven cars, have been around cars, have touched cars, have seen cars. And so it's an easily easy translate when you're like, oh, you see something on your screen for your console and you're like, oh, that looks really good because we've all experienced it in real life. Whereas how many of us have, I don't know, fought on a battlefield with 100 people? Probably not many. I mean, maybe there have, but it's it's a much more relatable experience uh, to, to go through that. Mike, you know, you talked about your your journey on consoles, which working on the PlayStation consoles and coming over here and working on Xbox. But you've also worked, now you've shipped a, you know, a huge game on PC. How is that different developing for PC and console? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting, actually. So um, the first PC game I worked, at, worked on, uh, which is also the first PC game Playground Games worked on, was Forza Horizon 3. Right. Um, and we, we spun up a team. We wanted to do it internally. We didn't want to have to outsource that version um, and there was definitely a lot of learnings uh, that we had on Forza Horizon 3 to go from a single platform uh, developer at that point as well uh, there was only the Xbox One there wasn't even the Xbox One S or the Xbox One X right. and the slight changes that come with that so we went from being a single platform developer to uh, having to you know when PC it's it's not really one platform it's lots of platforms <laughs> right. that's, you know, a near infinite number of uh different configurations and so you need to build technology that can scale uh, right. really well um as soon as you're on pc then you obviously you want to showcase at the very high end and work on the latest graphics cards and um, all, all of that great technology but to, in order to bring in uh, a lot of players to the game you also need to work on on, on lower end platforms yeah. so it it's all about starting to convert your technology to rather than targeting a really specific um, spec, like, like a single game console, to having technology that can scale both up and down. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's that is something that across uh, the, those three titles, Horizon 3, 4, and I think we've really, really hit our stride with 5, uh, we've become really good at building technology, sometimes brand new technology for us, yeah. that can scale to the high-end GPUs, but also scale down. Uh, I think a great example of that in Horizon 5 is our new volumetric lighting system. Uh, we've shown it a bunch of times. I think we, we showed it during the E3 presentation. It looks incredible on Series X. It looks amazing on high-end PC. It actually looks really good on the base Xbox One. Right. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, you, you, wouldn't have, you just wouldn't have thought we'd have ported it down, but because it was built with the, uh, the mentality of we were going to we're going to scale this up to the very top end, uh, right. super expensive PC GPUs, but also we want it to be able to scale down and work at 
on a lower resolution display and in fact show that lighting at a, a lower resolution, but it still actually looks like really good. It's a big upgrade on what we had previously. Yeah, and I know in some of the reviews, people have mentioned time and time again that this is probably the most stunning game. In fact, some people said ever. I mean, that's got to feel pretty good, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's very humbling to hear people say that. It's really funny. I, I know game, game developers say this all the time, but at this point where we've just, just shipped the game, we've spent three months just spending every single day looking at bugs. And in the leadership group, it's just every day, like, right, what bugs are still in the game? What have we got to fix? And you end up having this view of the game that like, oh, it's just it's just bugs, that's all it is. And it's, right. it's not until it reaches fresh eyes that people are able to say, this is incredible. Yeah, the glass is, is half so full, fun. not half empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's probably slightly more than half full, hopefully. But <laughs> Good point. Hey, so let's let's talk about the game proper. Um, why why did you why did you guys decide to take it to Mexico? I mean, pre- previous you were in the UK and be, and before that beyond. Well, tell us about Mexico for this round. Yeah, so um, it started out, and we just shipped Horizon Four. Um, we we have whenever we start a new project, we give ourselves some some goals. Some of them this might sound kind of basic, but we wanted to make the, the biggest and best Horizon game ever. That was one of our goals, which means building our biggest ever open world for players to explore. So we start to look for countries that are are massive, that could uh, host a game like that. And and it it was probably the very next thought that you had. It's like, well, you can't just go huge unless you're also going diverse. So we then started to look for countries that offered incredible natural diversity. Um, And when we started to look at Mexico, I think I'm I'm, I'm British. um, I had been to Mexico, but only just in the Caribbean, not really exploring the the tourist areas. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, but when you when you actually start to look through the just the incredible diversity, in it, it's got it's got jungles and rolling fields and farmlands and ancient cities and like incredible canyons. Like we, we have a volcano in in the game, but there's actually like lots of volcanoes in Mexico. Loads of like mountain ranges. Has there get, ever been a volcano in a Forza game? Um, we had one once in in the distance <laughs> in, uh, in Horizon Two uh, in the in the very distant scenery there was, right. a, uh, there was a, a volcano. Um, now it's a volcano that you can drive up and explore. Right. Um, but just on on Mexico, and then um, so we, we we kind of already felt like we had all the building blocks to make a brilliant open world for people to explore. But Mexico also has this this culture that is known and loved all over the world. Yeah. Like everyone recognizes Mexican music, Mexican art. Everyone loves Mexican food. And right. You don't eat anything in the game, but it's still that is like I guess a cultural export of Mexico that people all over the world already like and already have a place in their their mind for. Um, when you kind of start to piece all that together uh, and think about how that could come together to make a, an open world game like Horizon, um, it feels obvious. Yeah. Like I don't. I, I just. Where I stand now, and we're looking at the game that we just made, I'm just surprised no one's done this already. Right. Yeah. It, well, it always does. I mean, because because uh, because you've talked about you know all the games you've worked on, you make it playground and your team. You guys make it look easy. So it's not that like why has never anybody done this? Because it's hard, and you guys have accomplished it. But but it's also important is you just didn't look at you didn't do research and go and look at Wikipedia and go to Mexico and copy and paste. You actually your team spent a lot of time on the ground working with the culture culture of of the ministry culture there to make sure yeah. that it's authentic, right? Yeah, that's right. So we uh, we did a number of things, honestly, to uh, make sure that we were being uh, representing the culture in a, in a way that's authentic and um, and fair. 
Uh, we worked with a cultural consultant. Uh, his name was uh, Lalo. Uh, he also ended up becoming a scriptwriter for us as well. That just happened to be another string that he had to his bow that we were able to uh, employ him for. Um, and he was brilliant. He just he he was a huge lover of Mexican culture and was able to just. He's also uh, based in in the US as well. So he was able to kind of think about how. Um, how Americans would perceive things and things that Americans might mistake. And, and it was able to look at it through that lens of um, someone who is fully living Mexican culture, but is also really aware of um, American culture as well. Right. Uh, as you mentioned, we also worked with the INAH, which is the Mexican Ministry of Culture. Um, we ended up with a, with a really great relationship with them where they were just like super excited for everything that we were doing. Um, it didn't really start that way. Um, they were a bit slow to respond in, in the first instance. Um, I think once they realized what the game was and how how we were going to be treating their country, how we were going to be celebrating um, their country, that, that changed and they were um, extremely cooperative. Wow. Um, and on top of that as well, we've worked with um, Mexican writers, actors, artists. We've, we've talked a bunch about the, the incredible um, mural artists that we've had produce stuff for the game. Uh, Mexican musicians getting original compositions as well. Um, we really approached approached this with a with just humility at every step. We kind of tried to just assume that we we knew nothing and that right. we should speak to local artists and local experts and make sure that um, everything that we're doing is is as real and as authentic as it can be. Yeah, I mean, you 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 created the 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 the, the framework, the game, and now you needed to make sure that you properly decorated it and presented it in such a way. And speaking speaking of the game, you know, I was I was doing a little bit of research here, and I, and I know you've said this before, is that Forza Horizon Five is is fifty percent bigger than mm-hmm. Forza Horizon Four. Did I get that accurate? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, it, like I, I said right at the top, it was we set out to make the biggest and best Horizon game yet, and so it's got a bigger map, more cars, more things to do, more more Horizon stories. We've added expeditions. It is a um, yeah, it's a it's a game that's bursting at the seams with awesome stuff to see and do. You talked about the cars. Let's talk a little bit about that because that's obviously at the end of the day we talked about the place you can play in Mexico and all all that Mexico brings. But now you've got to get these cars in there. You've got this the AM Mercedes AMG one and one of my favorite cars, the 2020 Ford Bronco Badlands. I had a chance to spend a lot of time with one of those over the summer, and that is an amazing vehicle. I mean, they're both amazing vehicles. I haven't had a Mercedes yet, but I mean, there's hundreds of cars in in the game. Yeah, over 500. Uh, it's interesting that you call out the the Bronco as well because I think we. We first saw that, I guess it was about 18 months ago, when we were speaking to Ford to try and work out what, what awesome cars they would have that would be launching at a, at a similar time to the game. Um, and as soon as we saw it, it was like, oh, that looks so cool. And it's, obviously, it's an iconic name, uh, bringing back that, that Bronco badge. Um, and I mean, the AMG one is awesome as well, but it's like it just feels like right. as, as we've gone along, so much of the new driving experiences that we're adding in Mexico, it's like there's a desert to explore, there's a volcano to drive right. up. Um, it makes the, sense for an off-road type vehicle. It, it does, right? The Bronco just feels so at home there. And I feel like as we've got closer to launch, I think and the hype, the hype is built around the game, just outside of the game. There's been like this constant snowballing of hype around that car as well. That it's like just it's just quick becoming the the hottest SUV. I was going to say of the year, but it's like, it might be ever. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because when I had a chance to drive one and I had one for a week that Ford sent me, um, you know, I took the top off and the doors off because they come off so easily and there's something, it's driving without doors and the top is kind of a magical experience. I had never had that and doing that during the summer, uh, certainly you, you, you can't do that during the game, but you can, for the first time, have convertibles in the game. Yeah, That's amazing, can. Mike. Just- Tell us about that. 
Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fan request, I think, since probably Forza Motorsport 1. Um, just let us do it, let us take the roof down. And um, it's we haven't really told people about it, but it's actually been a thing that um, our cars were always made so that they could do it. Like the animation you see is that the, the roof goes in. They're always made that way, but we never kind of exposed it because, um, well, there's quite a lot of work and it needs to have audio and the sure. lighting in the car needs to change as the roof goes down. Right. But they've always been set up to have that animation. Um, uh, and it was, I think it was just great to be able to kind of do all that tech work in order to have like the lighting and stuff in the car behave appropriately as the roof comes down. Um, that has allowed us to release that to players and let them do it. It's really, it's, it is really fun when it's like, cause I, I especially enjoy it as well when, um, when it starts raining in the game and you just like, oh, stuff and put the roof down. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a, it's just a really silly kind of almost role play element of the game. It's like, oh, let's not get wet. Um, right. Lift your roof up. Got to pull over and do that. There's, I mean, you talked about the, the, the over 500 cars and all the work that goes in there. You did so much work with the audio because you have to recapture the audio. I mean, it just, it, the list goes on and on. I, I want to talk to you about an important feature of the game, a new feature called Event Lab. Tell us about Event Lab. Yeah, so Event Lab is a suite of tools that allows uh, players to create their own races, uh, can create their own game modes, and they can also create their own gameplay experiences, which is, I guess, stuff that might not fit into those first two categories of actually being a race or a game mode. Um, it's it's based on the design tools that we use in-house. Um, there are some some guardrails put in place so that you don't, you don't break anything, but um, it's... Uh, is the 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 tool set in there is really really similar to the tools that our designers use. So um, uh, you can you can place things in the world. There's over uh, 200 objects that you can place in the world, and that varies from ramps and jumps and walls and signs to footballs and smashable pinatas. Should um, we think of this, Mike, as like a uh, as like a forge mode for Horizon? You know, people know forge from Halo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's that, that's a really fair way of thinking about it. Um, uh, I think that it's yeah. It, it, if, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a really easy way for people to just understand what we're, what we're trying to achieve with it. Right. Um, I think one, some of the fun stuff that uh, I've seen created, well, just this last couple of weeks, really, as we finished our, our day one patch, some of the team have had a chance to jump into it and make some stuff which, um, which players will be able to play uh, if they uh, jump into Forza Horizon 5 now. Um, yeah, we've built, there's, there's a boss battle in there. We've built a, uh, someone's tried to recreate a scene from uh, Jurassic Park. Um, and with with surprising uh, like effect, it like really, <laughs> really worked way better than you would have thought. Um, so it's, that's, I think, the stuff that I'm really excited for. I think um, whilst you can use it to make, make great races, the game does already have quite a lot of great races. And I'm sure people will make more cool ones. Um, but it's that more um, kind of cinematic, creative stuff that I'm really excited to see what people come up with. Yeah, you've got, you know, we talked about that's Event Lab. You've got expeditions to allow people to kind of, it's curated and allows them to explore parts of Mexico that you want folks that they may not be able, they may not normally come across. Forza mm-hmm. Link to track progress, gift drops. I mean, there is a, t- I mean, granted, more cars, bigger space. There's so many new features in here as well. I mean, I, I, that's that's great for players as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you called out a few of them there. One thing that we wanted to achieve with this game was yeah. to um, to try and create a really friendly and inviting multiplayer space um, where people would feel like there weren't really any barriers to them uh, jumping into some uh, casual multiplayer. That, that And so things like um, the Horizon Tour, uh, Forza Link, and the Horizon Arcade are all... Um, multiplayer activities in which there's not really any pressure on you that you, there's not really any barriers you don't have to do any 
jumping into an Xbox Live party and getting into a lobby and doing all the setup and stuff. Um, for example, with Fortalink, you can, um, it's tracking your behavior and progress as you're driving around the world. And just as a simple example, if you've got your route set uh, off on the map to a particular location and you're driving there, we infer that you are going to drive there and do that race. Right. Uh, so a link will pop up and give you the option to say, hey, do you want to do the Lost Jardines circuit with me? Um, and then anybody who's around you can go, yes, I'll do that. And because it's in that example based where about where they are on the map, it's actually quite likely that somebody else is also going there to do that race. Right. Uh, and when they click yes, um, in the background, completely hidden from, from view, um, we, we set up a server, we get, get them grouped into a party together, we do all the, the event setup stuff, and then they just get a notification, like, event setup, and then they both go in and do that So by the time together. you get there, all the, all the uh, for like heavy lifting, all the clicking and choosing, it's already done. You can just, boom, go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I do think that um, all that kind of administrative work around general multiplayer play is is a barrier to people and this just allows it to be a a really human feeling interaction it's like do you want to do this race yes and then all of that for lack of a better term administrative work is taken care of and the next thing you know you're, you're in the race and and that's you know that's really important to point out because at the end of the day that's what people want to do they want to race they want to explore they don't want to sit here and oh god we and I, i'm not saying you know forts is not guilty of this but i played a lot of other types of games like i just want to play where do I go? I do this. I got to set up this lobby. Hold on. I'll invite you. Wait a minute. Now I, it's, it's, it's too many steps and you guys are trying to lower that barrier because the more friction you put in the place, ugh, forget it. I don't want to do it, but you've, exactly. you're kind of removing that. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. I think, um, once you've, once you've done a bit of multiplayer and you've maybe made friends with this person that you've just met, I think the other areas of the game where perhaps you do have to jump into a party. So, um, I think that that then becomes less of a hurdle to jump over because you've already tasted it and already had a bit of fun in these like more uh, accessible, low friction uh, multiplayer experiences. And then once you, when you, perhaps you're racing, you find somebody that you like and you, you've raced with them and you become friends. And then, you know, of course, when you have friends, you want to give them gifts. So you've got gift drops yeah. in the game, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, gift drop is just a, a really wholesome uh, social feature. Um, you, yeah, you, it uses the barn finds, so barn finds are obviously a feature that have been in all of the Horizon games. Um, so once you have discovered a barn find, you've now got an empty barn. Um, so you can drive up to that and you can choose to just give away permanently uh, one of the cars from your garage, um, including any paint or upgrades or tune that you've put on there. Um, you choose, you don't choose the specific player that it goes to, but you choose the type of player, so you can give it to so a new player. So it's kind of a pay-it-forward pay it forward thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you choose a type of player, you give them a message, you can choose whether it comes from your gamer tag, um, and then you send it off. Uh, and then a little while later, that will then arrive at somebody else. They'll just get a notification that they've been sent a gift by, by Major Nelson. Yeah. And, um, and then it'll appear on their map. They drive over, there's a bit of a, a cinematic where it does a reveal of what, what car they've, they've received. Right. Um, but the, the nice thing about it is they receive that car from you, they get a little message that says it's from you, I hope you enjoy the car. They're, they're feeling really nice. But where we leave them after that cinematic, they're basically at a barn, um, which is now empty because they've taken the thing from it. And the, like when you say pay it forward, there's now a just that little kind of social seed planted there that maybe, maybe I should give a maybe car I, as yeah, well. Maybe I, I can't leave it empty. <laughs> I certainly can't leave this barn empty. I need to fill it up with something. So let me go to my garage. Exactly. So we kind of hope that there's a, like a, this constant passing it on of, uh, well, I've got this car that I love, and now I'll pass on another car. We do do some checks in the background as well to make sure that you don't 
you don't receive a car that you already own um, right. or, or even better, it's a car that we know that you're going to need for something that might be coming up in the campaign for you. So we try and um, make it so that when you get the car, um, it'll actually be of some value to you and not just the the third 2018 Ford Mustang you've got. There, there's so much. I mean, you, I know I know, I need to let you go, Mike, and it's so great to talk to you. But I mean, you've got the Horizon Open, Horizon Tours, or there's some of the races. You've got Kudos. There's just the vehicle customizations for liveries beyond my imagination. It's unbelievable. This, the, the amount of work that you guys have put into this and the evolution of it over the years is just, is just is so exciting to watch. I mean, it's. I want to just again congratulate you and everybody there because it's a, it's such a it's a Herculean effort to ship a game, but to ship something that you guys with a ninety plus Metacritic is. Ugh, I mean, that's that's rarefied air, my friend. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thanks very much, Larry. No, it means it means a lot to the team. I think we we do care deeply about. Um, yeah. You- a 90 rated game i think we we really we really care about that we really strive for it it's a thing that drives the whole team forward and motivates us and i think in in days like this when when you've achieved that goal it it does feel great i know the team's super super stoked to see what fans think of it well i think it also i mean i'm not going to say this but i will uh it kind of sends some shock waves across the the racing uh you know the games racing folks i'm sure everyone's looking at going what did they do here holy cow so i know that it's great that you guys have taken the 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 genre and really moved it down the field or down the racetrack quite significantly um yeah i mean i i, I hope so um <laughs> i hope I, I hope that's how everyone feels um i you know i guess in in stark business terms those other developers are our competitors but honestly i'm a big fan of racing games and right. if if they're pushing themselves to be better because we're trying to push it forward then i feel absolutely great about that Awesome. Well, listen, Mike, I, I know, I, again, I could talk to you for another half hour, but I, I got to let you go because you you've got a lot of celebrating to do and it's late your time. So thanks for your time. And, and just remind folks where they can get Horizon and how they can get the different versions and whatnot. Sure. So uh, Horizon 5 is available on Xbox Game Pass, on Xbox, on PC, uh, and on Steam as well. Um, and you can get the regular version of part of Game Pass, uh, or you can get the premium add-ons bundle or the premium edition of the game, and you can get access now. So that if you get if you if you get the premium add-ons bundle or the premium edition, then you can jump in straight away right now. Thanks so much, Emma and Mike. Very very English take on uh, the the interviews on the show this way. We brought some class, I feel like, to the show. Well, they did. I just tried to do the interviews, right? You, oh, I, I, you were not getting any of that credit, Larry. Right. That, well, that I was, like I like to point out either you know in this case you and I are the left end of the bell curve. So, <laughs> and here we are. Uh, is that the good part? No, it's not. It's not the good part, is it? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, we're uh, we're cooking along here. We're missing missing Rebecca, who couldn't join us. She's she took a little bit ill prior to the show, so gave her some gave her some uh, some R and R time too. I don't know if she's relaxing, but she's resting. She's back in New York, so she's probably going to be able to get some good chicken soup or whatever she needs. Yeah, um, she'll have good matzo ball soup. Do, do you make a good matzo ball? Your, your your wife makes a good matzo ball soup. She does. She does. Yeah. She picked that one up. So um, you know. It's, it's it's it doesn't have to just be for the Jews anymore. Please <laughs> give us your spin on lots of all soup. We want it. Uh, we should uh, we should do a little bit of news here. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do all it. Right. I got a few I'll go full here. screen on news and bring in the news, and I got a little something for you. Here you go. All right. Actually, if you want to bring up Xbox Wire, there's uh, something we just published today. It'll be two days ago by the time you hear this. But if you you've listened to Emma. Uh, maybe listen to me and you want to, you want to, you know, dip your toe into age of empires. Um, we actually have 
some great, great beginner tips. Someone on the Xbox Wire team, Mike, who's been uh, working with us for a long time. He's worked on a lot of with uh, different PC developers, very in the strategy. And uh, he um, has a post on um, tips to get you and your army up to speed. If you scroll down a little bit, Larry, you're gonna. It's right there. Um, so that went up at, at 9 a.m. on the 3rd. And just good to just take a quick glance at this and, and how to control it and what to do. Because um, the game brings you along pretty slowly, but at some point you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have like a couple things happening at once and you almost like kind of freeze. And right. the good thing is you can hit escape and you can pause and be like, okay, let me get my head together. Great. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I get my soldiers to a good place. And then I'm going to get my city up and defending and, do, and doing things and really being able to multitask is um, what is, what will make you successful. But there's tricks to be able to jump around the mat really quickly, keystrokes you can do. And he's got all of that covered. You, you know, what's interesting is, is you, you bring up, I mean, it's a great article, go read it. Um, but you know, gone and we've talked about this on the show before gone are the magical days of the manual right remember you when you buy the game what you like especially like those rockstar games with gta you'd have the manual and you could mm-hmm. like you know while you're while who knows you're on your way back from the game store and you could sit in the back seat with your mom driving and you'd be able to read it, and get, it. and get ready uh um, those were great those were great memories um I remember getting the Legend of Zelda, the original one on NES. And like the next day, because I don't know what, um, I think this was a year Hanukkah fell well before Christmas. So I had like a temporary advantage and uh, I brought the Legend of Zelda like manual into school that day. So, cause it came out, the games even have like a set release dates back then. I don't feel like a midnight launch was a thing back in. Like, yeah, it was just kind of you. Oh, like, it's out. You know, it's, you just kind of discovered it. it. You go into the store and it was just here. We <laughs> we were working with no intelligence at all. Uh, you know, back we were back blind then. and so stupid. Sure, so. so it was. I was the first person that I knew with Zelda, and I brought in the instructions, and I was very briefly like very popular that day until lunch when you got to I think you I got I to sit at the good lunch table and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, again, until I spilled apple juice on the manual, which. I still recall that. Um, if I had only kept that in mint condition, I could, probably could have sold it for like a hundred grand now. Right. If, sending a message back to my ten-year-old self in time to like be a little more careful. In fact, just buy an extra one and keep it in the shrink wrap. And all my problems. You see what these old games are selling for? It's it's crazy. It's just uh, you know, and that's why when my oh, wife's like, "Do you really need this?" and then look at this article, <laughs> right? Yes, I do. My my daughter wants to go to college, so right. let right. me just put this. It's in mint condition. I'll get it graded. Um, also, while we're talking about Age of Empires, by the way, um, and I mentioned going to Mexico with Austin, um, another creator we're working with, who we really love, your average consumer. Um, Known very much for you know doing reviews on all kinds of tech and giving the sort of the uh, the average person's viewpoint on it. Uh, he is well above average when it comes to building a PC, and he put together a really cool, fully armored PC for Age of Empires, and we've got that over on Xbox Wire and on YouTube as well. Definitely worth checking it out. Um, and that was a co- collaboration with the YouTube. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Game Pass team and and the Age team. And, did you uh, see the? Uh, did you see? Did you, I'm sure you saw that our friends in the UK they, that Julia did that event with the mountain and they built that trebuchet. Yes, yeah, that was so cool. Uh, we've gotten to work with the mountain a couple times now. Um, I remember at when we did XO nine. Oh no, was it XO nineteen? No, it was four. It was the four. No, it was when we did. It was the Forts of Four launch on the uh, the grounds of uh, some some Duke's estate, and yes, that's right. The mountain was there. He looks very different now, you know. I think because he was shooting. 
Is he um, more of a mound? You know, no. Well, he was like just like huge, um, right. because he was he was the mountain in um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, and and you know back then they didn't have like a workout regime. He was just you know he was just a big chunk. But now uh, he's like super fit now. He's of course still like really strong. But anyway. Definitely could still lift us all up over his head. But yeah, they built a, they built the trebuchet, and uh, that was a lot of fun. It's funny because there was a tweet that I put out. God, it was a few months ago about uh, Age of Empires and trebuchet, and all I did was I linked to there, there's a font that we have at Microsoft that Microsoft released called trebuchet, <laughs> and, yeah, and nobody got the joke. It was it was just lost in translation. Well, a little bit of font humor, Larry. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, nobody tells a Helvetica pun like this guy. So, um, but, but know your fonts, you have to know be your at the right parties, for, know your fonts, know your font families and you'll, you'll, you can go far in life. It's one of the many things. All right. Keep going on the but news. I, there, and knowing Jeff. the military call sign, like for each letter, that's alpha, Bravo, like, Charlie, Delta, Echo, yeah. Foxtrot, Gulf, Hotel, Oscar, Tango. Oh, I'm sorry. Oscar. Well, how'd you go from hotel to Oscar? Which H- I, India? I oh, India. I'm sorry. Or India or Indigo. Yeah. India. Juliet. Keep going. Larry, you've Kilo. gone this far. Take us home. Uh, <laughs> Lima. You're at J. Uh, I did Juliet. Uh, J, J, K, Kilo, L, Lima, M. What is M? I usually use Mary. I don't know what M man is. Man Cannon. I think it's Man Cannon. And Nancy. Mon- o is Oscar. P is, uh, I don't know what P is. P is Peter. Q is Quebec. It started real strong here, Larry. Yeah. R is Romeo. S is... I don't know what S is. S is Sam. T is Tango. U is Ukulele. U is v. Victor. Valentine? W is Whiskey. Victor. X is X Ray. Z is Zulu. So I, I know most of them. What about Y? We we skip. It's fine. Yankee. Larry, you did great. Yankee. Yankee. All right. You get you, you get a solid B plus on that one or Bravo plus. Uh, there you one. go. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Uh, All right, where we go? You have some news. You get get some more news for us. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of Game Pass news. Of course, uh, this is a heck of a week for Game Pass. So obviously, uh, we talked about Age, uh, Age of Empires Four, part of Xbox Game Pass for PC and and Ultimate, um, and Forza, which is out today or is out on Monday uh, yeah. for that. So yes, also of course available. Uh, Minecraft is now av- available for uh, Game Pass for PC. Rebecca would have been talking about this, but you get to play both editions. So um, the version that had been on the Windows Store for a long time is like called the Bedrock version and yeah. there's achievements and all this stuff. But a lot of creators and just a lot of uh, people that have been playing Minecraft for over a decade might be playing the Java version. And so you can also, you could play the Java version. That's where you see a lot of like interesting mods. And I feel like the Dream SMP use that and they do like really uh, interesting things there. And yeah. so... Um, it's cool that there's, there's basically the Minecraft PC bundle. And so if you have Xbox Game Pass for PC or Ultimate, you get to you, maybe you see what everyone's talking about with that with the Java version as well. Yep, I have one. Well, you forgot one important one. Or is that last week? Was the one from last week? Uh, it takes oh, two. I'm not, we're not, I'm not done. Now, okay. I'm, now I'm getting into it. it we announced it on November 1st. So yeah, it was on Monday. Yeah. Um, all the games coming. So it takes two. Definitely one of the the top games of the year. I mean, actually, we we're talking about like the game awards now. That was the, I think that was the last game we streamed. 
Because remember, was I was I was playing so terribly because I was playing and I had like this little window. I was I don't know how I was doing it, but I couldn't like expand you, it to my full screen. You were not doing well, but it was really fun as a result. I <laughs> think okay. that um, well, we can we at least stream uh, you know Halo Infinite. Yes, when out, that would be good. yeah. When so Halo Infinite I, comes out, you and I can do some multiplayer. We can do campaign, whatever you want. Whatever you want, yeah. uh, it'll be good. So, a um, couple more games to talk about then with with Xbox Game Pass, in addition to Minecraft and Age of Empires and Forza, and eventually, you know, Halo, Halo Infinite. Um, some uh, It Takes Two, as you mentioned. Another game that seems really fun. I loved Moving Out, and uh, which was like a, a great, like sort of a spiritual successor, I guess, maybe to Overhooked in a way where, you know, you you work together as a team and you were moving things out. But then what, what do you do next? Well, there's a game called Unpacking, and it's like a Zen game. And there's a lot, Zen games are a real popular thing these days, like pressure washing simulator and there's all kinds of uh, of things like that so unpacking um I, i'm guessing you know you get your marie condo on but anyway i just thought that that sounded really funny um, i can unpack i just the then, orga- it's the organization part that kind of vexes me doing it in real life sucks doing it in a video game for achievement much you're, much better anyway in. check it out xbox game pass you want something zen uh the opposite of that would be kill it with fire. When do you say kill it with fire, Larry? Well, I say kill it with fire when I say, oh, honey, there's a there's a spider on the floor. And my wife says, exactly. kill it with fire. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that is now a game. And you, uh, it's a first-person action game about hunting spiders and causing collateral damage, which, I mean, have you ever killed a spider and not caused collateral damage? And not damage? burned down the because, house? <laughs> yes. I've moved to like the vacuum technique now where you vacuum, because I used to just like, roll up a magazine, whatever we had nearby and just smash. Do you have one of those special insect vacuums that you see online that you see on Amazon? Is that a thing? No, we just use the regular vacuum. You you go get the regular vacuum and like plug it in and go through the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you see some of the spiders. You're you're committed and I appreciate it. You're committed. My daughter has like a supreme fear of, of spiders, like the, the arachnophobia mode that's in grounded, like that right. was made for people like her. Right. And so that thing needs to be gone without a trace. Is, and, wait a minute. Is that uh, why you moved houses earlier this year? Did your old house have spiders? The, spiders? <laughs> and the new house has spiders too. Like it's a, if you're in Seattle, it's like, you know, you have rainy season, then you have summer and then you have smoke season. Then you have spider season. Yeah. And uh, so when it I gets chilly out, the spiders, spiders are like, I think it's too cold. I need to find someplace warm to cuddle up. And in they come. I really think that's what it is. They're trying to come in, come indoors. Um, and they're, they're big boys. Uh, Football manager 2022 will yeah. come out on November 9th. Uh, obviously one of the longest running in, uh, you know, most popular uh, soccer sims. Uh, so that'll be available day one with Xbox Game Pass on yeah. uh, PC. And then there's the Xbox edition, which will be available on console and on cloud. Yeah. Uh, and then this is a really fun one. And I, I think we might you might have talked about it last week. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the definitive edition, is coming. That, yeah, this news dropped Game after Pass we recorded the, the show, console. so we didn't get a chance to do it. Well, there you go. So uh, you might have seen that uh, they're sort of, I don't know if remaster is the right term, but enhanced version of of the original GTA 3 trilogy there, GTA 3, uh, Vice City, and San Andreas that really just changed, you know, you're playing Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6 would not exist if not for, besides Far Cry 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, (laughs) Grand Theft Auto, you know, like that that made all of like, it proved out the concept. By the way. um, Vice yeah. City, best game soundtrack ever. Changed my mind. 
I cannot even attempt to change your mind. I've said it before. When you're coming over that bridge, I think it's, I don't remember what bridge it is, and Broken Wings is playing. That's that's it. That's it. There are, I'm, there I'm are there. Some great moments. <laughs> there's uh, other games have had amazing moments to music, uh, like like uh, Synced Row uh, with the the Kanye song Power. I was going to say uh, Return a of the Mac. Of really cool ones. <laughs> yeah. Or, number or, of good ones. Or you don't need another games. hero. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, actually, you know what? Really, I didn't have much of a chance to talk because I wasn't on the show last week. Was um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's a, another really fun, and I think you would really enjoy the soundtrack on that because you have some moments where uh, mu- the music will play like right in the middle of a battle at a really fun time. Sometimes it's a little weird, like "Don't Worry, Be Happy" by Bobby McFerrin. A little, little strange to battle to that one. One I think was used for a puzzle, and that one worked. But there's like "I Need a Hero," and there's some other stuff that uh, songs that on their own I never need to hear, but mixed in with with the game. Yep. Pretty fun. That was a that was a good game. I really enjoyed that one and did not necessarily expect to. So um, definitely check it out if you're any sort of Marvel fan. They did a really good job with that one. Excellent. All right. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so all, other recent ones are Backbone, which I've been hearing really good things about. Another one with the talking raccoon, uh, big theme this month. And um, although I guess you don't call Rocket a raccoon, he doesn't like that. And uh, Moonglow Bay, a fishing game that has a look very similar to a game that I know you enjoyed, Larry. Um, which was the tourist. Um, yes. I don't think it's the same people, but it's that voxel art style. Yeah. Um, which looks is that really isometric? Cool. Um, I think it's not isometric. I think you can control the camera. Okay, that's cool. Bit. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Um, but I have to check that out. It's on Xbox Game Pass. I've got it downloaded. Uh, it's back there, and uh, you know, there's a lot to play. But downloaded. fortunately, we're coming close to the holidays. Yep. Hoping to be able to decompress a little bit and basically just turn this chair around and play for hours on end. There you go. With, with turkey in me belly. And, and um, sometimes me in the headset. <laughs> yes. Hey, we won. So I can't complain. So Larry, you're an Adidas guy. Uh, I am. I you love my Adidas. Thing. Yeah. Look at you. You're a, a true connoisseur. And um, do you know who Adidas is named after? Uh, I, why don't you enlighten me? Uh, the, the founder of Adidas was Adi Dassler, and they just sort of put that together uh, in Germany. I believe um, uh, someone in his family also started Puma, and I think they went their separate ways wow. as well. Uh, shoe lore, yeah. um, like possibly apocryphal shoe lore, but I'm pretty sure I got that. Anyways, I know you love Adidas or Adidas, and a new, you saw the the OG Xbox, uh, very rare uh, Adidas drop that happened last month. Well, there's one for the Xbox 360. Yes. Uh, the Xbox 360 Forum Mid. Um, again, probably going to be a tough one to get, but it is uh, the next uh, or the new, you know, new sneaker here as part of the 20th anniversary simulate uh, uh, collaboration. It's the first ever Xbox themed sneaker available to purchase for fans in the U.S. and Canada. So you're definitely going to want to check out uh, Adidas.com. Again, might be tra- kind of tough to get, especially by the time you hear this, but there's some really cool features. You see the video there, like the power button on the bottom. It says achievement unlocked behind that Velcro strap. Um, Adidas really makes great videos like that too when they're doing throwback stuff. And they do a lot of throwback stuff. I need to get a pair of those. Do you know anybody I, me a I pair do of those? Too. I, I do I don't, I don't want to wait in line. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but... The amount of L's I take on on these different apps is uh, significant. So um, I think this will probably be a tough one to get, but may luck be with you. Anyway, that's thank you for pointing that anyway, out. 
And last thing to call out yes. here on Friday, not only is Forza Horizon 5 launching, Call of Duty Vanguard is launching. So this might be like the single, like, you know, single biggest day of releases. I mean, it's hard to really pin that down. Is it when, you know, Halo Infinite comes out? But to have two megaton games hit on the same day is uh, relatively rare and it's happening today. That is, I got to tell you, it's it's so good to have you back. I'm bummed we don't have Rebecca here, but it's good to have you back covering the news. Rebecca and I did a tried to do it last week in your in your absence, but as you probably heard, we ended down this dark alley of Squid Game. <laughs> you know what? I, here's the thing. I know you love to be on topic. You want to get in. You want to get out. Well, I know people show up. I, I'm respectful of people's time. But I thought that was a very interesting conversation. I think people want to know a little bit more about the enigma that is uh, Mr. Major Nelson, if that is your real name. <laughs> and uh, the fact that you all spent like 10 minutes uh, talking about K-dramas and, and and Squid Game in particular, I thought was really interesting. I, I had to skip most, like you, you were good at the beginning and then you were starting to get into like, you know, specific topics. And so then I was like fast forwarding because I haven't, we right, actually haven't just started it. watching it. I think I'm on episode three right now um out of what is there like eight or nine yeah so um plenty more to go um but i i enjoyed the conversation so sorry to break free uh, you don't have to just read the news you know i, you're I not, know but i just i respect i respect of people's time and um and, and i just you know that one was just interesting because as i said in the in the show last week is that you know as gamers we're used to battle royale and this is such a pivotal part of squid game so for sure. And, and I think, uh, Mr. Beast is doing like a real life. I mean, I don't think you're properly eliminated. I should hope not. Um, in, in, in Mr. Beast take, but I think he was doing something on in Minecraft, but then might be doing something in real life with 456 people. Right. So, uh, if anyone could do it, it's Mr. Beast. So well, uh, uh, that'll be interesting. We'll talk. So we'll talk about squid game when you're all, when you, when you finished it, when I'm caught up, give me yeah. a week, but yeah, that'd be great. Do a little post-show action on that. Well, Jeffrey, uh, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you, dear listener and dear viewer, for uh, spending your time with us. If you like it, subscribe and like it and subscribe and like it and subscribe. <laughs> you didn't start the show properly. What's well, because I, I looked down and there was an empty box without Rebecca and I got rattled right at the top of the show. Well, that's fair. That's fair. She's the one that keeps us all, you know, at our best. Yeah, but if you're uh, if you do like as uh, you know if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you drop a comment in there because uh, Rebecca's mom reads them all. <laughs> she does. The amount of comments that are like just basically saying hi to Rebecca's mom is heartwarming. So uh, the comments, I, you know, Rebecca's like un unlike most YouTube comments, these are actually fairly civil. So thank you for doing that. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, it, well, it, we're we're a reflection of our listeners. The comments and 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 you know what, you all are good people. So there you go. That's how you find us on social. Uh, we'll be back next. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of interviews coming up. Jeff will be doing some. Rebecca, when she gets back, will be doing some. Of course, I'll be doing some. A lot of games coming out. We're getting ready for the holiday, right? I mean, it's November, so it's time for the Christmas stuff to come out. Like, time for the immediately. fun. Time for the fun. All right, uh, Jeff, thanks for your uh, thanks for your time. Uh, thank you. For, Rebecca, hope you feel better. Dear listener, dear viewer, thank you for your time, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye, everybody.